What's good, y'all? It's your host, Aqua Jen, back with another podcast this Friday evening. Today, we have a special guest, Vivian Alice. Hi! What's up? So, how is your evening going? Oh, it's great. You know, just watching trashy reality TV. That's how it makes, that's how you make a Friday evening. Exactly. That is how you make a Friday evening. Well, today, um... We're just gonna, just before we dive into anything, um, we just want the audience to know how we know each other, because um, I know we we met like a year ago over the summer. Um, so we actually met through this summer program, it's called NSLC. And I know that both you and I are very interested in psychology and that's kind of how, how it all started, right? It was, um, yes, based course. on psychology and neuroscience. Um, so I think that's going to be our topic for the evening today because I feel like going into the whole field in psychology, there is a lot of um, controversy and a lot of different um, missing spaces that not a lot of people mention. And especially if we look at di- the diversity there is this huge lack of diversity in in the psychology field and as we are both um color people i feel like it would be interesting to talk about this um so do you have any any thoughts that you first want to want to talk about what you're saying is very important i think um as someone who took ap psychology in high school Mm-hmm. you notice that there is a lack of diversity in the textbooks that are used in the curriculum. Right. Like, I remember learning about all these psychologists, but they were all, they were all white men, specifically, not even white women. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there was, I think there was, like, one, actually, like, one Asian woman. Mm-hmm. And that's it, throughout the entire curriculum. There was, you know, like, Sigmund Freud and, like, all these other guys who mm-hmm. created, like, self-actualization and psychoanalysts. It was all these white men. So I think, like... It's kind of just a typical thing at this point. Mm-hmm. It's like I never see in history and like psychology and this, even like the world of medicine, like people who look like me, it was always these white men. Exactly. Who stories for people who look like me. Exactly. And that's exactly what, what I've been thinking is because as an Asian American myself, I, I feel like looking into a lot of different... Um, even like in the media, if you look at different reality shows and movies, you, you, we still see a lot of lack of diversity. And um, I think psychology is a huge thing that not a lot of people are aware of. But if you look into different therapists or if you're ever talking to a personal therapist, there is not a lot of, um, there's not a lot of options. There, it's always, you know, the typical... Um, American white male, sometimes a female, but I feel like in order for you to get a better understanding um, with your therapist and with your psychologist, it's important for them to have similar background as well, and it's important for there to be that kind of diversity. Um, so I know my family, we're mostly, we're, well, we are Korean, so remind me your, your background descent again. So I am half Brazilian mm-hmm. and half African American. Right. So, so I'm like African American and Latinx. So my mom's Brazilian and my dad is black. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm mixed. 
and um yeah as you said we're both minorities and we both mm-hmm. dealt with this whole disconnect exactly from, like seeing therapists or even just the world of medicine in general mm-hmm. of course this disconnect structures to other worlds but in this episode with medicine it's already complex enough so it's like exactly and i know you know being that we both are part of the minority we have each dealt with different different circumstances and different um situations where we where we struggled with our own race so if you don't mind um sharing your own experiences what what experiences did you have um and whether it was in school or whether it was just elsewhere if you could just share any of your experiences yeah absolutely um so you know growing up i think i didn't get what the idea of race was like mm-hmm. what it meant to have a different skin color but of course that changed and i think it started in elementary school with girls treating me differently like mm-hmm. saying oh you look different then that was like i realized like wow am i really different like right mm-hmm. what does it mean to, what does it mean to be black like Ex- I didn't, mm-hmm. what does exactly. it mean to have this hair because mind you when i was when I was younger, and up until like at least late middle school, I absolutely despised my mm-hmm. hair. I hated it a lot. Wow. I, I honestly, looking back, it's very shameful of me to admit because I love mm-hmm. my hair to death. But like, yeah, it's back beautiful. Then, yeah, exactly. Like, because mm-hmm. back then, I just absolutely hated it. And mm-hmm. I think it was all those years of like these comments and these like microaggressions that just made me hate who I am. I was like, Damn. I want to be a white girl. Because mm-hmm. I think, honestly, I think maybe even you have experienced this, but I think every minority at some point mm-hmm. has said, like, I wonder I wonder what it's like to be white. My right. Be or I wish I was, I was one of them. Exactly. No, I totally I totally feel where you're coming exactly. from. Um, because, and like, yeah. And like I told you the other day, um, I was telling Aqua Gem that um, a guy called me a palm tree, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, look, looking back, it's like, oh, it's just a palm tree. What's the big deal? He compared the shape of my hair to a palm tree when it was up in like this kind of high puff, I like to call it. Mm-hmm. And that's just really embarrassing. Like, right. you never see that happen to girls who have straight hair, but with girls with my hair, we could compare to my, my language, fucking trees. So it's mm-hmm. like, and like just stuff like that growing up. And like, there were girls who do staples of my hair, mm-hmm. made fun of it, like boys who made me feel ugly. And then when when I even got to high school, mm-hmm. um, sometimes you would feel like a like tokenism like people would you'd be the token black girl damn the one with the nice you'd be the one with the good hair and that's just a whole discussion when it comes to colorism but like Mm -hmm. you know and like um when i was like a junior in the cafeteria i had like these braids and this administrator this Mm -hmm. white male administrator i should say grabbed my hair and kind of like put his fingers no way my ponytail like he raked it like that's crazy trying to make claws like a cat and like rake some do somebody's hair that's my ponytail right that wow that's see that's the first time i heard anything like that um but it's crazy how there it's so common for us to see these types of um experiences and these these scenarios especially in in the school setting or in even in the workplace of course um and I know growing up myself, I have also dealt with my own um, racist racism experiences, um, especially in middle school. And, and it made me realize um, now that um, I'm out of school, out of high school, at least, 
it made me realize how middle schoolers they're still young like we were still so young at that age and yet these kids had the audacity and these kids had these these knowledge or these jokes these racial jokes and racial slurs and you know at the time i feel like i was even too young to even realize what racism really was i mean of course we we all learned it in history and whitewash history exactly we we know like um what racism is but i don't think unless you actually deal with it um face to face you don't really get to really like feel that punch to the gut of um racism and how traumatic the experience can be so it made me realize how at such a young age people can really know all these um racial slurs and all these racial attacks and i think it has a lot to do with how you grow up the environment you grow up in because i'm sure the parents of those children um probably have said something like that around the house you know what i mean and i think it it really has a lot to do with how you grow up and who you surround yourself with absolutely mm-hmm. um so going into this um i think there is definitely a lot to talk about with with racism with not only systemic racism but internalized racism and i know you touched base on this the other day and i thought what you said you had amazing points so if you could if we could just rewind and go back to what we were talking about the other day with um internalized racism so i think I think a lot of communities have this kind of internalized discrimination towards each other. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to sp- specifically talking about like the black community, I think it's this idea, I think colorism is like the face of this idea of internalized racism. Mm-hmm, because right. um you know um and this honestly can actually play into medical medical fields and medical environments and workplace environments because light-skinned girls mm-hmm. especially girls that are mixed with white and black right like just light-skinned girls are seen as more desirable more welcoming more right. approachable more beautiful and their hair if they have loose curls the more white they are the more they look white the mm-hmm. more their hair is loose like a like a white person mm. the more desirable and the more approachable and the exactly more, like you know the more that people desire them to want to be around them want them in the workplace mm-hmm. judge them don't judge them as harshly as they would a dark-skinned woman mm-hmm. like and you know like um i i am a light-skinned girl like i'm light-skinned mm-hmm. that's just case closed and i know i have privilege i do mm-hmm. absolutely case closed i know right. my yeah. dark skin my dark-skinned brothers and sisters are treated way worse than me and it's really mm-hmm. ridiculous i'm really tired of it Mm-hmm. and it's just it's it's just cruel like i just and like that's just that stems from a lot of things and exactly. you know they're like they're black men obviously not all black men but there are black men who don't even like dark skinned women mm-hmm. so like dark skinned women are put in this position where like nobody likes them mm-hmm. and it's not fair in the slightest at all right yeah and i think what i mean when i say can connect to like the medical field is that um i think there are times when a the therapist or even like doctors and stuff can like judge 
Mm-hmm. Like they, we are. There's already evidence that mm-hmm. doctors make judgmental, um, like assumptions about black patients. Oh yeah, definitely. Like all these, like how black women are more likely to have health issues because of hair products and how expensive they are, mm-hmm. and like how they have all these chemicals in it. Or like how black women are more likely to face complications during pregnancy, which is like it's you terrible. think about that. Like, why would black women face more than like white women? Like, why should that be a thing? I thought every human just mm-hmm. exactly. Like, why That's would that be question. a thing? But it is a thing. Mm-hmm. Like there are examples. Like Serena Williams and Beyonce both had complications during their pregnancy. Like Beyonce almost died. Right. Like giving birth to her twins and Serena, she mm-hmm. went through a lot of issues too. And it's like, I think. I think, like, if a woman is more light-skinned, a mm-hmm. doctor, or even a medical professional, like a therapist, mm-hmm. like a physician, might treat that person differently. Like, they might think, oh, they're not as violent. But even then, they're still, they're still going to think, they can still think they are violent simply because they're black. Exactly. And, and, and then there's the yeah. whole, sorry. No, then continue. Like this whole idea of, like, white passing all that stuff like exactly with, with white passing white privilege and i think it's it's super important for for us to talk about this because i don't think a lot of people realize how racism is really honestly everywhere um even especially very strongly in the medical field and you know when you when you think about medicine when you think about um psychology you don't you don't really associate um or you don't really think about racism because you know it doesn't really um we don't really talk about it a lot there's not a lot of attention and i think we need to have more attention because um as we develop more medical advances and as we have this stronger need for better psychology and for um better mental health i feel like a lot of people struggle um a lot of minorities struggle actually there's there's studies that show that a lot of minorities a lot of asian americans and african americans um as well as other minorities struggle with mental health and it's 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 almost really depressing to see the charts and it's depressing to see how there is not enough help for them and it's it's because there is not a lot of diversity and it's because we don't have a lot of um fellow african americans or fellow asian americans that are in the psychology field and that are professional in that psychology field in this country and um even in those countries like i know in asia for example um korea and many other many other asian countries they don't explicitly talk about mental health it's kind of a shame it's kind of a shame to talk about depression it's a shame to talk about anxiety and and i'm sure uh there's a lot of other countries who who feel that same shame um and i don't think it's you know obviously it's so important for us to talk about mental health it's literally part of our health you know physical health is not the only important um thing that we always have to think about and remind ourselves of but mental health is also that other half that we need to focus on and um i think the shame that surrounds it is terrible um and it it really it needs to change um so do you know any any other countries do you know if brazil has any shame with with that mental health side or africa 
I'm not entirely sure、mm-hmm. about、um, how Brazil feels about mental health, but I would assume that it's a lot of the same feelings as America because Brazil is very westernized. Right. Brazil likes to follow America in terms of pop culture and all that、mm-hmm. a lot. This is like a historical thing. Even when my, even when my mom、mm-hmm. was living there, she said that they were all about American fads and everything. But like, yeah, of course, like this whole stigma around mental health. And, like, exactly. I'm like sometimes people kids won't trust therapists because maybe they won't maybe they all the therapists will treat them、uh, like they're scared the therapist will treat them in a way they don't want to be treated and then it's、right. like and like this and like then you're like how come they just can't get more like people of color who are therapists and then that stems to like the educational system、mm-hmm. and the medical school and how like I I see in an article I'm looking at right now by BearNews.org. Mm-hmm. How 45.2 percent of white medical school applicants are accepted, while just 36.2 percent of African American applicants are accepted. Wow! And that's the difference. Yeah, that's like nearly a 10 percent difference, which is、exactly. kind of ridiculous because like 10 percent may seem minuscule or whatever, but like that's a it's a big difference. Thousands of applicants exactly who do not get in the same as white. Yeah, and that's clearly an issue. It is, and, and, like, and, yeah. yeah, and especially in the society that we're living in now, you would think that a lot of things have improved, and and I'm gonna admit, I feel like a lot of things have improved. You know, of course, with recent protests that have been going on the the few past months with George Floyd,、um, there is, you know, I appreciate how much people really try to、um, put the attention to to. The systemic racism that's been going on. I feel like a lot more people have been more aware now because of all these protests. And and the thing is, the thing about protests is that it's not a new thing. It's been going on,、um, but it's only getting bigger and bigger. And I think because it's getting bigger, more people are getting are being aware.、Um, but I I do think that it's. It's it's sad. It's saddening to see how it's still going on, and I can honestly, you know, even though I may not have had the same experiences, and even though I as well am privileged, I will admit,、um, even though we are both part of the minority, I feel like there is still privilege that we have both,、um, that we both have, and. And I appreciate it, and I respect it, but I—it's saddening for me to see how there is still so much issues going on in society, and how racism is almost like this endless subject that you always talk about, and that teachers will always bring up in classes, and even in history classes, you know, teachers will bring it up, but I—but I feel like we never really go that in depth. With it, you know what I mean.、Um, I feel like it's. Sorry it's, to say, it's kind but like、brief. just because what you're saying is really what you're saying is like excellent. But I would like to say that like they don't really go in depth and like racism、mm-hmm. in the medical field. That's one field that is not really explored because it's definitely there. Exactly, exactly, and 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 it's 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 just really sad. It's just really depressing to be honest because at this point. Um, we're all fed up, and I feel like at this point we should have gotten to the point where there should be more attention 
um, with with racial issues in the medical field, in school, in um, other in in other environments, but it's still going on, and it's like you know we always go back to that question like why why is race such an issue why is it that our skin color why does that have to be a shame why is there all these racial attacks and if you if you really go deep into it um it all stems from how this country even began in the in the first place and it all stems from um you know, the topic of slavery. And it stems from past leaders who have failed to free slaves, who have failed to show that racism is wrong. And so we have built this, we have continually built this systemic racism. Um, and I know you talked a lot about this the other day, so I'm, I'm going to jump back to you with, with the whole systemic racism because I know you are a big reader and... You are also really big into government politics and history, so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump this back into you now because I I, th- I just think that you know better with, with with the whole history and politics behind systemic racism. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. So I'm actually I was reading an article and the article basically says what we are saying right now that racism bleeds into every sector mm-hmm. law enforcement journalism education healthcare um criminal justice like it's just it, as as um Aqua Jum was saying it's literally everywhere mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. so exactly. inescapable it's so depressing I you may you might want to cry mm-hmm. but like I think one thing that we can talk about um is something that has ruined all of our lives and that's covid mm. covid we love covid oh yeah she's oh, yeah, a do. great person um, definitely <laughs> when covid of course came at least for me it really started to come into effect like in march and mm-hmm. then everything just went completely downhill mm, yeah and I felt not that. to mention we have like a very ignorant administration that refused to believe it was a serious thing until it got so bad to the point where it's like look at us now it's mm-hmm. chaos and of course, as it, t- as it typically tends to be, sadly, COVID is affecting more African-Americans mm-hmm. than the rest of the population. Mm-hmm. One in every 2,000 African-Americans are diagnosed with COVID. And so- some states, mm-hmm. are the African-American community is suffering. And like Louisiana, I know the black community is suffering like mm. they have the highest cases even in my state i'm from massachusetts right mm-hmm. and all the states and all these like cities that have like a high percentage percentages of like african-americans latinos mm-hmm. um asian americans native americans like they have the highest cases in the right. state and it's it's crazy but they have the highest cases in the state yeah, they have yeah that the is highest crazy. cases in the state mm-hmm like yeah um, everett mm-hmm. lawrence chelsea like um dorchester roxbury mattapan like all these parts of boston too mm-hmm. like all these springfield like all these places have the highest cases and like they're of course being medically dis- disadvantaged because right. they are minorities and of course it's lower in suburbs like danvers and marblehead mm-hmm you know, 
the thing is, at this point, I feel like I'm not even surprised to hear all all the stats because it's like we're so used to hearing this, and it's it's honestly so toxic and so exhausting. You know, to hear the same stats again, the same minority groups of people being affected the most, and it's like the same story, just different. It's the same same idea, just a different story. So even with COVID, I know I read uh, an article too that that talked about what you were just saying, um, how a lot of African Americans were and still are being affected the most, um, and and you know it makes you wonder. Why is it that minority groups are being the ones that are affected the most, and why is there this this huge difference um, between between the different races when it's just health and it has nothing to do with workforces or it has nothing to do with the school environment? And again, as we have mentioned, racism is entirely everywhere. So even when we talk about health and even in, in, during COVID-19, that's why we see all these minority groups being affected the most because believe it or not, it's in the health field where we are being affected the most. Um, and I, I honestly, it's just, it's insane. It's, it's ridiculous and it's depressing to see the same stats over and over again. And I know with the recent COVID um, happening, there has been a lot of racial attacks towards Asian Americans as well because, yes, you know... Yes, because there are people who will call it like the Chinese virus. Exactly. I and mean, then they'll assume that every Asian American is Chinese, which is just... Ex- I, I like, honestly, at this point... I laugh about it, and it's not because I find it amusing or funny at all. It's never that. It's just so ridiculous. Um, it's like so predictable. Exactly. So that. predictable and so ridiculous that it just, like, it makes me laugh because are you, like, like, seriously, I, I seriously just, I'm concerned. I'm concerned for these people. Like, what makes them think that every Asian American that you see crossing the street, oh, yo, she's Asian, like, he's Asian, oh, he must have the coronavirus. Like, what makes you think that? Like, what, what, <laughs> I just, I just want to, I'm concerned. I'm concerned. That's all I have to say. I just completely don't understand. And the fact that so many of them got physically abused. I mean, I don't know if you have seen, but I on on many articles and on the news, but I have seen a lot of pictures where um, Asian Americans got physically beaten up and abused to their face, and um, because people, these attackers, thought that they had the virus just because they were Asian. It's like, yeah. no, like that's, that's just not how it, like, that's not how it works. I don't know what's going on in your mind, but that is just not how it works. That's not how things work. And the fact that people have the audacity to, to even make that assumption, it, it really pisses me off. And it, I feel like at this point, I'm numb. I feel like a lot of, a lot of us are numb to the constant of racism and the same the same stats that we see it's like we're not surprised like i said we're not even surprised we're just numb we're fed up we're exhausted 
Oh. I actually have a mm-hmm. great quote for that. I saw it on a poster. This was like pictures of protests and mm-hmm. one sign. One sign said, you think you're tired of hearing about racism? Imagine how tired people are of experiencing it. Wow. That's, like, see, that right there. Literally, like, exactly. Like, a, like, what's crazy, what you were saying about the Asian Americans being physically beaten up mm-hmm. and, like, being, like, discriminated against and being, and it being called, like, the Chinese virus and mm-hmm. all that. I actually have a friend who I would not say her name, of course, mm-hmm. but um, she went to my school, right? And mm-hmm. she was telling me how literally, like, this was, like, March... Marches like maybe a week, like a couple of weeks before schools closed out. Like right. when COVID was starting to be in the news and people were talking about it. Mm-hmm. Talks of like school cancellations, trip cancellations were all up in the air. And people were were a little bit freaking out. And like mm-hmm. she she told me and it was she even posted it on her social media on mm-hmm. Snapchat that she literally was getting called names in the hallways, people telling her to go back to her country. Damn. That you're sick with the disease, we can't trust you. And like this I whole person that. calling her like all these really racial slurs and mm. like being really really prejudiced and really mm. racist and like just you know, saying the same thing I was telling you, assuming she's like Chinese and like making all these disgusting racial slurs exactly assumptions Mm -hmm. see i'm that's i hate i hate hearing that it's it's just it really it's like a punch to your gut to hear all these stories about racism and and i feel like even even the small racial slurs and the small racist jokes that people make um you know, I feel like a lot of people kind of laugh off and we kind of just ignore it. But I think even those, those little tidbit, just racial jokes that people, people decide is okay to insert is honestly so wrong. Because if you, if you just let that happen and if you just, you know, laugh it off. And to be honest, I'm guilty of this too. I know at one point in my life, um, I, I kind of laughed off when people made these racial jokes towards me or these racial sources. And it was mainly because I knew it was wrong. Deep inside, I knew it was wrong. But I didn't want to... I didn't want cause this focus. Scene, or exactly. Or cause a scene. Exactly. Exactly. Because if right. you if you cause a scene, all of a sudden, oh, you're so sensitive. Oh, you can't even take a joke. And it, they're and the it, victims. Exactly. The people, they're the exactly. They victimize themselves. And it's just like... Like, really? Seriously? You're the one making the joke and I have to feel bad about it? And so now I think, um, you know, when someone makes a racist joke, I, I, I don't. I don't laugh because it's not funny. And if it's not funny, I won't laugh. Um, and people really need to differentiate between humor and crossing the line. Because sometimes people decide to cross the line and just push your buttons and it goes too far like there is there are limits to which you can say things honestly it shouldn't be said in the first place but i feel like a lot of the media you know a lot of movies and tv shows has portrayed it in a way where it's it seems okay to make a joke or it seems okay to just to just say a racial sir and um to be honest it's it's quite depressing, but uh, I don't even, this whole thing, you know, it, it just, it, it makes me feel so frustrated. 
It's like when when is it? Is there really even gonna be an end? And if so, when is it gonna even end? Like, do you do you personally think that racism is really gonna be this endless, endless topic? Honestly, like, oh my god, I think <laughs> the thing with racism, I think like it would be nice to think that there would be an end. Like, we live in a world mm-hmm. where racism is extinct, where people. There isn't prejudice. There isn't discrimination. There isn't systematic racism ingrained in our very in the ways we live and the mm-hmm. systems that we res- that we are a part of, that we respond to, that are part of us. And I think, unfortunately, I just I'm not hopeful. <laughs> mm. If you want to be honest, mm. I'm not I feel that because you I mean you learn history and like my ancestors, their ancestors, we were dealing dealing with this crap like years ago and mm-hmm. it's still it's 2020 mind you mm-hmm. 2020 i know 2020 vision, 2020. vision 20 years in the 21st century mm-hmm. and we live in a world where eight of the 13 leading causes of death mm-hmm. black people are more likely to die mm. black people have higher death rates for eight for eight of the 13 leading causes of that's death. just terrible man which mm. is just like terrible like you're telling me that i'm more likely to die hold <laughs> on and like mm. we live in a world where this implicit bias in medical practice mm-hmm. and white people are more likely to get treatment for a heart failure than black people which is like why it's exactly. heart failure see, mind you see exactly and we also live in a world where we have a president who tweeted this and i'm going mm. to quote because mm-hmm. this blew my mind oh we love his quotes tweeted, we, he basically quoted, he mm-hmm. said this, I am happy to inform all the people living their suburban lifestyle dream that you will no longer be bothered or financially hurt by having low-income housing built in your neighborhood. Your housing prices will go up based on the market and crime will go down. I have rescinded the Obama-Biden AFFH rule. Enjoy. Now, Say what? He, just oh my seg- God. he just promoted segregation. Oh my God. Because... Like I said, this is like, I'm pretty sure Aqua Jump is going to have multiple conversations about this. <laughs> I have too many already. Because this is a lot. And I know mm. we might be getting a little bit off topic, but the thing is, is that this idea of like racism and mm. practice can connect the various different Oh, it all, like it definitely all racism. connects. It's intertwined. Mm. It's, there's mm-hmm. intersectionality wherever you go. But mm-hmm. I bring up this quote from Trump because it's so, so like just i can't even begin to find it's just ridiculous it's absurd you know whatever whatever that man tweets i'm sorry but i just i can't i can't take him seriously and i i'm sure you can't take him seriously either i'm sure a lot of people really can't take him seriously and i i know you know a lot of different people may be hearing this maybe listening to this podcast but i don't care whoever you are i just want to bluntly say that I do not understand a single thing what that man is saying. And I I, I just like want to be support, totally blunt. Like as Aqua Jump is saying, if you support him, whatever. But like mm-hmm. I personally, this man has offended exactly. me. Exactly. We, we personally don't. <laughs> and my family and like multiple different levels. Mm-hmm. I just can't. Exactly. It's just, it's, I mean, the way that that man talks and the way that he, his actions, they don't. It just, it makes me really wonder what it takes to be the president of the United States. And if that's what it takes, then sign me up. 
Because, like, let me know, let me know when. Like, sign, sign me up. Any one of us could go up there, talk about some, tweet some things that he's been tweeting. And it's just, I feel like he's the one that's supposed to change or that's supposed to shape the way that society is being with racism and with with health, with the medical field, and yet he's the one, um, in a way, portraying that it's okay. And he's the one that's promoting even more racism. It's, it, it's, it's this whole contradiction where you're not supposed to do that because as a president, as the president of the United States, you should be responsible to get rid, basically try to get rid of all the systemic racism that we have built up so far, which is nearly impossible in the first place. But to promote it even further is just, man, it's just ridiculous. I can't even, I can't even with that man. I can't even start. It's the things that he says. And I, and I just want to totally be blunt here because this is my podcast. And, you know, if you believe him, if you support him, go do you. But personally, and I know this goes for you too, but we both, we cannot, we do not understand that man. Um, so I, I actually, I think that definitely does connect to what we were talking about. Um, and going back into the whole idea of needing more diversity um, in, in different um, psychology fields, um, I know I watched this one one video on YouTube um, and it basically talked about how there's just not a lot of African-American um, therapists or Asian-American therapists in this country. And I know there's this show that I watched on HBO. I don't know if you know. It's called Insecure. Um, I have heard of it. You have heard of it? I, I am definitely a big, huge fan of that show. And I, and I remember, I recall there was this one episode where Issa, the, she's a main character, Issa Rae, and um, her friend, they were talking about um, therapy. And, and the, girl, the, the girl who wanted to, who was seeking for therapy, was saying how there are not a lot of African-American therapists and how every other therapist that she was looking for was a white man. And it's honestly so true that it hurts. (laughs) Um, The fact that we really can't see or... And I don't even know if it's... Because I'm sure there's a lot of African Americans and a lot of Asian Americans who are aspiring to become therapists, who are aspiring to become psychologists. I know that both of us are interested in that field. So there must be a lot of people working hard to get there. Um, climbing the ladder to get into that professional field. But when we see the stats and when we see that lack of diversity, it's like, is it because of their color? Are they not being employed? Or is, it, is there this whole other thing going on? That, like, we don't know what's going behind the curtains. And I feel like there's definitely a lot going on with employment and with professions. And, you know, certain professions... Um, higher a certain race more over the other um so you know i think it really it really connects back to the whole idea of racism being everywhere do you have any do you have any thoughts on that um yeah i mean i think what the show was saying 
above how there aren't a lot of black therapists is true. And、mm-hmm. sometimes it can be very hard to talk about certain experiences to a person who just isn't you, like a, to a person who, you, you know, like exactly, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm it's saying. It's like a black woman trying to talk about her experiences to a white man. Like I'm、yeah. not trying to say that、mm-hmm. like he won't like emphasize. Mm-hmm. But he won't truly get understand.、It. Exactly. He won't truly get, it. and that's not even a bad thing. It's just the plain facts. I mean, like there are things, there are experiences of certain people that I will never truly get. I can empathize with you. I can un- I can understand you.、Mm-hmm. I can like lean on your shoulder. Like I can talk with you, but I will never truly understand that position. Exactly. I think that's what the show was going into because. There are some things that I have faced that I am scared to talk to a white man about because I feel like he wouldn't understand.、Mm-hmm. I feel like he wouldn't see the severity of it,、mm-hmm. and he'd be ignorant to it, even if it's like innocence, not even malice. Like he'd just be ignorant to it, and he wouldn't understand. And I think it's just—I think I remember actually. I think、um, about three years ago. I think、mm-hmm. during my sophomore year, I. I'm just gonna be honest. I was not doing well. I、mm. that was my my lowest point mentally、mm-hmm. was hit that year. I was miserable. I lost weight.、Mm. I was I was skinny to the point where people noticed. Like、mm-hmm. it was just not a good year for me.、Mm-hmm. And during that time, I found a really good doctor, but I was trying to find therapists, and I wanted I'm gonna be I wanted like a female therapist, right? Spe- specifically like an African American therapist, right? Not yeah, lie, that's、did. understandable. And It was so hard,、mm-hmm. nearly impossible to find one, nearly impossible.、Mm-hmm. And I think so. What、um, Aquajum was saying about like why is it that the medical field is dominated by like why is it mostly dominated by white people? I think there are multiple answers to that.、Mm-hmm. There's maybe just simply the idea that the population of America is mostly white. <laughs> You know,、mm-hmm. that's just a fact. It is. We can't. Yeah, you know, I know. Obviously,、mm-hmm. America is still a very diverse country, but obviously, whites dominate. Yes.、Um, white exactly. And, and but also another thing is like to the education system. Like, who can afford the education to become a therapist? Right. Afford to become a physician? Who can afford to go through medical school?、Mm-hmm. Like, why is it that white applicants are more likely to be accepted than um? Them,、um, then other races, exactly. Then, then other races, like why is that a thing? It shouldn't be a thing, but、mm-hmm. there's data. And that, like I was saying earlier, with like the medical things, how like black people have higher death rates than the eight leading causes、mm-hmm. of death, like eight of thirteen. That's this. That's just really concerning. Exactly. It's like why is it that a black person is more likely to die? Like、mm-hmm. why? Like why? Like why? Honestly, and why? Think,、mm. And I think why we were talking about COVID and like Trump and all、mm-hmm. and all this was because I think I think obviously we all know we all know racism has been a thing.、Mm-hmm. Obviously, yes, like, it's not, been very clear. We know this, right?、Mm-hmm. But I think I think like George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Put a microphone and amplified it. Even though, oh yeah, definitely. Like even though people, when I tell you that people have been speaking into that microphone for so long,、mm-hmm. right? And they first spoke it so long ago, and then they spoke into it with Ronnie King, and then they spoke into it with like Eric Garner in、mm-hmm. 2014. They spoke into it with Trayvon Martin, and then、mm-hmm. I think the thing about 
I don't, I think every, every death of unarmed African-American men and women by the police, it's mm-hmm. just absolutely saddening. Like, just distraughtful, dis- just mm-hmm. awful. Just pure awful. Exactly. Like, just it, cruel. It, it really but is, for some yeah. reason, for some reason with me, Mm-hmm. George Floyd was just one of the most cruel acts I have ever seen in my entire no, life. No, I completely of agree. Of I, completely I have never agree. seen such cruel act of like just pure evil because I don't like. I'm serious. It's a very emotional thing. Like I just don't understand. This man was begging for his life, mm-hmm. and he didn't do anything. And I, you know, no like, one did anything. That that really that really got to me as well. If you if you really watch the video, and the, mm-hmm. and the thing about him, I think I saw. I don't. I'm not 100. This is true, but I saw somewhere on Sean King. Was mm-hmm. a really, really, really like loud activist. He's a really cool guy. He has a Twitter, has an Instagram. I got, a, I get a lot of my updates from him. He's a mm-hmm. really cool guy. You should check his social media out. He said something how George Floyd had COVID, mm-hmm. right? And that's just crazy to me because George Floyd actually had COVID and like. Damn, he, I didn't hear that. He too. was already trying to finish a battle with a disease, but and then, and then he had to face another battle that he couldn't win. Right. And it's just, I think this is this idea of like just facing battle after battle after battle mm-hmm. is what the day is what being a minority feels like. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say now, I know that I've seen this argument before, like people saying, like, Are you saying that white people don't struggle too? That's really unfair. Mm-hmm. So oh, that whole like, talk. I am not even that's that's not what the case yeah, we're, is yeah okay? we're definitely not we're not mm-hmm. we're not saying that okay mm-hmm. we're not saying that white people don't struggle yeah it's just your skin color isn't one of the things that will you will have to struggle exactly that makes any sense no exactly like, they have that privilege limit you okay with mine my, my mm-hmm. skin color is gonna limit me like it's gonna it's gonna limit aqua jam it's going to limit every other minority mm-hmm. you're gonna face trouble everyone does that's just part of being human Mm-hmm. But you are going to face more if you are a person of color. Exactly. That is just the plain bottom line truth. It's and just that a fact. Goes, and look what happened to George Floyd. The man literally was accused of something. Accused is the key word here. Mm-hmm. Not even found guilty and was killed. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, and like this is just such a deep, very juicy, fruitful topic because there's mm-hmm. so much you can talk about. Exactly. Like with the medical thing, like, like me being a black woman. I am way more unprotected than a white woman. And that's just the pure facts. Mm-hmm. Like Malcolm X was saying how the black woman is the most unprotected woman in America. Mm-hmm. Like the unprotected person even. Unprotected mm-hmm. person in America. And I, I very much believe that. And, you know, to see like people like Serena Williams and Beyonce almost mm-hmm. die during their pregnancies and they're both black women. And to know that's more likely to happen mm. to me is just probably... A, it can't it's even... Just, it's not even a coincidence. It's terrifying. Exactly. Exactly. And like, you know, and it's just, this is what I'm talking about. Like, mm-hmm. like, why, like, I think this is the overall arc here. Like, obviously, we know, we, we know that there is lack of diversity in the medical field, for mm-hmm. sure. There is not enough um, diverse therapists, mm-hmm. diverse physicians, diverse doctors, and we that's just a fact like we know this there mm-hmm. is science behind it this is not just some conspiracy we know this exactly and, like, and it's just so hard it's just so hard I like know. Mm-hmm. it's just so hard and 
I think with George Floyd being what happened the way he did, you kind of have to look back on everything else. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's just, here's like a simple treatment, okay? Mm-hmm. So, like, George Floyd is accused of forgery on a, on a, um, a receipt. Mm-hmm. And he is killed. Mm-hmm. And, but. And he begged for his and, life, too. And he begged for it, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was a cruel act of violence. But. Let's go over to someone who did actually commit an act of violence. Clearly racist. Clearly a clearly a messed up person. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about Dylan Roof, the worst person on this earth. He was the guy who shot eight black people in the South Carolina church. Mm-hmm. It might have been Charleston. I think it was Charleston, Virginia. It was in the South. Yeah. Please excuse, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember what state. But he, mm-hmm. killed, he killed eight black people. He was a white supremacist. Mm-hmm. He's had Confederate flags. We know this. But... He is arrested peacefully. He is not killed. Mm. He is not treated with such malice and violence. And they take him to Burger King because he's hungry. Mm. I mean, it's just kind of like... Like, this is the... It just boils my blood. Like, and this is the frustration. Mm -hmm. I don't... Like, when we're talking about this, I know there might be people who don't believe us, who don't think that there is any discriminatory behaviors in Mm -hmm. medical practice. There's gonna, of course, there's gonna be people who don't believe us, of course. But like, there, I just, there's always gonna be that one person. Yeah, of course. And like, but I just think that, you know, I get it. I get that there's people that are like, why do you have to make everything about race? And I'm like, that's the thing. Everything is about race. Exactly. Everything no is about race. About race. Mm-hmm. You think that black people want to deal with racism? You think that like our ancestors want to no. put in the backs? You think that we want to have a less that we're more like to know that we're more likely to die because of our skin color, because of something mm. we were born with, because of melanin, like that, this chemical it's, melanin, the mm-hmm. thing that gave us our dark skin tone mm-hmm. is the reason why we might die. You think that like people like low income black and Latino people in Flint who can barely get water want to deal with that? You think that like George Floyd wanted to die? You think Trayvon Martin wanted to die? You think Eric Garner wanted to die? No one did. I mean, who want like it's just like if you think like, that this, then... this is the thing. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and the thing is that it was historically it was the white people who made everything about race in the transatlantic slave trade. Like exactly, like what John was saying earlier. Like, exactly, where did this all come from the slavery. It came from that. Mm-hmm. It came from that. They made everything about race. So therefore, I don't think you can complain to say that we make everything about race. Because sadly, because of what we've seen after Floyd because of what we've seen, how black communities are getting more affected by COVID than anybody else. Mm-hmm. In my state as well, people, like cities with more black populations are getting higher cases of COVID. Why, when when it comes to fall, why mm-hmm. going back to school is going to hurt low-income people of color. That's a fact. Exactly. That's all it's facts. All That's all just, just, let me just... Just snap you right there. All the points that you made, crystal clear. Yeah, let's just have a moment of just snapping. <laughs> because I mean, honestly, it's just I'm I love I love all the points that you made and I think it's a huge, huge thing um that people really have to know and understand. And like you said before, unless you are the person who have dealt with dealt with any kind of racism. 
um, you won't ever understand. And that goes with everything. Unless you deal with the subject matter, unless you deal with the issue, you won't, you can emphasize as much as you want, but you won't ever truly understand the pain, the misery, and the things that we have to go through as, as minority. Even myself, if, if another Asian American talks about her or his or her racial experiences, I'll understand because I've gone through that. But if it's an African-American person, it's, then it's different. Even though it's the same racism, it's different. We won't be able to, we can emphasize with each other. But if you are truly the one who have been a victim of, of any kind of racism, until you are a victim of that, you won't ever know. And the, the sad part is that with skin and the white people have that privilege they won't ever have to deal with that. They won't ever have to deal with racism against their skin. So again, if we have any audience, any, any, anyone listening who, who is getting offended or who thinks that we're, we're calling white people out, we're really not. That is not our goal here. We're not trying to drag anybody out. We're not trying to call anybody out. We're not trying to point fingers. We're merely just dragging the facts. And the fact is that there is internalized racism, there is systemic racism, and George Floyd is obviously a huge, huge voice um, in this whole movement. And I will be putting links down towards Black Lives Matter movement um, under this podcast. So if you guys ever, if you guys could, please have the chance um, to take a look at all the forums, at all the information and the donations. And please, please, please make any kind of contribution that you can. Because again, as part of society, whoever you are, whatever background you come from, it is important for us to unite as a community and to be able to help each other. It's especially during this time. I mean, especially during this time, during this crucial time, it is so, so important for us to be helping each other. And this COVID, this, this pandemic, it shouldn't be dividing us. I feel like it should unite us even more. Um, even though we should all be safely social distancing, um, please, if you have the chance, take a look at the links that I will provide below. Um, but again, I, I just want to thank you, Vivian, again, for coming on to this podcast this evening. Um, and I know when this, when this podcast is coming out, it's going to be your birthday. So I just want to, just want to do a happy early birthday. (laughs) You're going to turn, it's the 18th, 18th birthday. 18th is a huge thing. So hopefully, um, you will have an amazing birthday. Um, so again, um, thank you for coming on here. I think we, we had a great conversation, a great talk about things that needed to be addressed. And hopefully anyone who has listened can, um, learn anything or can, you know, share some of the information because again, this is, it's crucial. It's, it's really, really, um, important, um, what, whatever that we address today. So thank you again, and that is gonna be Wait, the can end I say of. Something? Yes, of course. Any any um, last I words? Just, I just want to say like thank you, Uncle John, for having me. This of is course. so much fun. It, it really was. We we really went deep into it. I love having conversations. Like it doesn't even have to be about this. Like I just mm-hmm. love having. Oh yeah, no, I love that too. I love it, girl. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like um. Abuja was saying, like any of you who are listening, I hope you learn. I hope you really consider the links that Abuja will leave in the podcast because this is all very important. 
Mm-hmm. And even if you don't think it affects you, trust me, it does. Mm-hmm. One way or the other, it always will, because that's how this works. Racism mm-hmm. affects everyone. Racism doesn't just affect African Americans; it affects Asian Americans, it affects White Americans, it affects Latin Americans, it affects Native Americans, and mm-hmm. just like George Floyd in particular affected everyone. It was a deep hurt we all felt. I don't care. You don't have to be black to know that it was cruel. You know, you don't mm-hmm. have to be black to know that racism is a problem. You don't have to be black to know that there is racism in our systems. The systems that are supposed to protect us are the ones trying to destroy us. And I just, yeah, I just really want to say that, and I really want to say thank you for having me because, oh my God, it's so. Of fun. course, this was this. You know what? Last snaps, last snaps. This was definitely an amazing, much definitely much needed conversation. Um, so thank you again. Do you want to drop any any of your social media information or anything? Nothing, or do you just want to? Um, my Instagram. Mm-hmm. What's it's uh <laughs> it's it's dot santos with two s's at the end okay so go follow her she is an amazing person and i have much respect to you for coming on to this podcast um so again thank you and we're that's gonna be the end of our friday evening what a way to end a nice friday evening yes last snaps all right thank you thank you so much vivian thank you we're just gonna end it with some elevator music for the audience.